Okay, Mel. So, what did you think about the neighbors thing last week? Have you ever seen your neighbors take in the shopping? Yes, I have. But see, I have we like old people neighbors, so like they're literally always out like doing their messages and stuff. So like you can always see them like and with the grocery bags and all. So I don't know if I count though, but like before that, I don't think I've ever seen anyone bring in their groceries before. Are the elderly people part of your story, part of your life, part of your simulation? Um, not really, to be honest. I just like in the way past. That's about the height of it. But I suppose they're like in close enough proximity to me. <laughs> Shania will be happy. I feel like the more people we talk to, the less this neighbor thing seems like it's accurate. And welcome to the second episode of Gin and Barrett, the podcast. Today, I have returning superstar guest with me, Sarah, and a newbie to the podcast, Mel. Hello, girls. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining me and the listening public. Um, how has everyone's week been so far? Yeah, just melted to be honest. Loads of holidays and work, wanting to jump in the lagging, but we move. We're alive. We're thriving. So yeah, all good other than that. And what about you, Sarah? How's your week started off? I mean, no complaints because I'm about to go into days off thanks to the wonderful bank holiday the one good thing about it is a day off um yeah so apart from the fact that we're still tired from the weekend as you do but all good you've got an older chick only Hi, <laughs> don't even mail i can't hack it <laughs> happy 12 everyone out there listening <laughs> hope you have fun at the bonfires Okay, so we're going to go straight into our popular culture news and things. Um, quite a lot happened this week. Um, have you two got anything you want to talk about in particular? Yes. Can I start on threads? Right. Yes. Do we need another social media? Because I know I don't. Like, I lose enough time to Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> I can't even get TikTok because that's a black hole. I don't need to go down every day. But here we are with threads like what even is the point of it i don't understand is it just a ripoff of twitter i think so i think it's instagram's version of twitter because i literally have this written down in my notes um to talk about this because i don't understand it and i'm very much like you mel i um don't have time for another social media thing i struggle with instagram don't really use facebook anymore snapchat's dead basically I don't have time for another one. I love TikTok. As you said, it's a black hole, but you're on it for three hours and you don't realize. Love Twitter. That's where I get most of my news from. And Instagram. Don't need any more. So I don't know why they're doing this. Are they going to make any money from it? But loads of people have joined. I think there was a figure like 100 million joined it in the first 24 hours. That's mad. So I don't know where people are getting their time to manage another app, but doing the podcast i have social media pages for this 
and my personal one don't have time for both so i can fuck threads can't be arsed <laughs> like literally i just don't get the point of it like oh it just seems daft i mean and then you feel pressurized and together because everyone's talking about it so you're like i'll get it just to try it out and see oh yeah fomo can't be missing out on these things although thanks to i hadn't even heard about this whole threads thing what i don't even know what it is but now i feel like i need it <laughs> no but see what happens is though like people share what they post on threads to instagram and i'm like well i don't even need to be on threads because you're posting it here on instagram anyway so yeah but sure so is it a step sorry so i was just gonna say why not just cut out the middleman and post on instagram anyway why do we need like a a separate thing yeah. yeah, is it a separate app or do you get access to it through Instagram? I have a feeling it's like a separate app, but then I don't know. I refuse to give in. I'm not getting it. They're so. <laughs> <laughs> not, not getting any more of my time. One of us will have to get it to talk about it on the podcast <laughs> next week. <laughs> okay, I'll take one for the team. Like, I'll get it. I'm I'm interested now, so, you know. Okay, there. You take one for the team, and then you can let us know how you're getting. Will do. What, what's all the hustle and bustle about? Um, do you have anything else? Nah. No. Okay, so I have written down quite a bit, um, and I don't want to talk about too much. The main ones I want to talk about are the RT and BBC scandals. What is going on with national broadcasters at the minute? Um, but I'm going to talk through. A little bit of light ones first, and then we can go on to those major ones. So, have you seen on TikTok um, this channel or whatever you call it that do the glass bottles down the stairs or the jars or anything? Oh no! Say no. Okay. After this, we record. Go on to TikTok and just type in like glass bottles or jars and stairs. This person is now a millionaire from doing this. All they do is get like beer bottles, fuck bottles, cocktail bottles, like jars of pickles and stuff and go from the top of the stairs and just roll them down and see what can last. And it is so fascinating that millions of people follow this channel now, including me. And this person now is a millionaire from doing this. Wow. Like, can you imagine thinking about something like that and then getting that rich from it? Like, how do people think of these things? Like, why would you ever think, like, oh, I'm just going to roll this bottle down my stairs here and video it? Like, I know. <laughs> like, what's your thought process to get to that point? I don't know, but if they made millions, I'd like to fucking. I was going to say, they're doing something right if they're getting rich. Fucking hell, like, it's more power to them because I wish I could think of, think of those ideas. But then my thing is, do they have a cleaning team to clean? Because every new bottle, because most of them smash, so does every new bottle it gets cleaned up because the staircase is clean after it. So you're that would take fucking ages to do. Very like, true. So is it really worth? Well, for a million pounds, I suppose it's worth that. But <laughs> but yeah, go go like Google it or something after, and like you probably be down a black hole because it's very fascinating. But I just thought it was very good news because he's made so much money from it. For something so simple. I mean, fair play. Fair fucks. Exactly. Um, the next one is cocaine in the White House. Have you heard about this? Vaguely. I think I've seen like a headline or something to do with it. <clears throat> I mean... so apparently it was found last week. Um, and it was found in a West, West Wing cupboard. 
though there were rumors about it being Joe Biden's son. Right. From partying and things. Oh, or it's staff, but there is an investigation. I mean, it could be Joe Biden himself. I mean, if anybody needs it in the White House, it's probably Joe Biden, to be honest. Like, let's be serious. He needs a bit of energy. Pick me up, like, <laughs> we energize. I was Googling, like, this story last night, and apparently other presidents in the past have actually been known to do drugs in the White House. So this isn't a new thing if Joe Biden is actually the one doing the drugs. I mean, oh, the yeah. thought of Joe Biden being flat out in the gear is just funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's the last one up in the kitchen at three o'clock in the morning. Like, I'm going to your bed, Joe. Oh, can you <laughs> imagine? I mean, if he's able to do it and his heart survives, go on ahead. You know, might need it for all the travel he's doing. That's it. Get over the jet lag. <laughs> I suppose he's getting up there now in the age, like, so it's maybe the only thing that keeps him going. In the seventies or eighties, what age is he? Old, but sure, he's quite old to be fair. Oh wow! Good luck, good luck. All we'll hopefully know what's going on. Not that I really care, but <clears throat> that was just interesting. Google says he's eighty, by the way. So, oh damn! I mean, what's retirement age in this country? It's fine about my seventy odd by now, like. Mm. I don't know, be fucking 80, 90 by the time we retire. God, I but, think um, we'll see death before we see retirement, lads, to be quite honest. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, the, the next thing I have is, did you see that Britney Spears got assaulted? No. Yes, I read, like, her, like, statement to it. Like, Britney Spears loves a wee statement these days, like, doesn't she? In their Insta stories, but I read her version, then I had to go and look up who it was. Didn't have a clue who it was, but it's a bit of a weird one because Britney's a bit on the edge these days. Like, still, yeah, God love her. We love Britney, but she needs to rein it in a wee bit. Again, because I didn't know the person. To me, it's a nobody. Maybe they're famous in America. It's an NBA star called Victor. I've got a butcher this pronunciation. Victor Wembanyama. It's accurate apologies. enough, like that's fine. Apologies if your surname is Wembanyama, but I can't, I hope that's right. But he's an NBA star, so I really wouldn't know him. Um, But he must be big in America because Britney was like following him. There's a video, she was following him to get a picture and then she tapped him on the shoulder or something, but his security guard just like whacked her across the face. Which is a bit extreme. Thing. Who doesn't know who Britney Spears is? It's like global household name. Yeah, like literally, if you turn around and Britney Spears is there, like you would know who it was. You wouldn't just be like, oh, this is some randomer. Like you would exactly. know it was Britney. You'd let him get a picture of fucking Britney Spears because I'm not being funny, but Britney Spears would bump up Victor Wimbenyama's publicity if, if she caught a picture you know what i mean because the fuck there to him where was her security at this point as i would like to know how was she in a situation mm. where she could get slapped across the face by some random security man sure. i know her husband is it sam was there and he he's seen it happen but i'm not sure where her <clears throat> security was but um all i have to say is leave britney alone She's only just been freed from this whatever conservatorship. Was that is that the thing you call it? Yeah. yeah. Like that's so recent. Poor Brittany. Give her a break. No, she cannot get a break. God love her. 
Um, okay, so have you seen, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the submersible thing, the Titanic thing. Um, this isn't news, but it's a meme that Ellie sent me mm-hmm. last week and it was just after we recorded the podcast. So I, th- I want to include it now. A subway branch in America uh, wanted to sell, upsell like their subs, obviously, and whatever they sell. And the manager of that particular branch put up a sign, like a big massive road sign that said, uh, come in, you know, help yourself to a sandwich because our subs don't implode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, too soon. Wrong. But it's also quite smart marketing, in my opinion. But it's bad taste. Yeah, it's very like tongue in cheek, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I'm like, here, if it gets people talking, maybe he's doing something right. But I'm like, Han. Well, he ended up getting fired, so it wasn't really worth it, to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, there was a video um, going around on TikTok, you might have seen. It's a company in America called DoorDash, kind of like a Just Eat, kind of Uber Eats vibes. And a pizza delivery guy, obviously, was delivered a pizza um, to this woman's house. And apparently, it was a $20 pizza. Um, and she tipped him $5, but it must have been all online. She mm-hmm. said there was no cash exchanged. And she answered the door and he gave her the pizza and she said, thank you, very civil. And he just says, oh, this is a very nice house for a $5 tip. And she was like, oh, thank you. And then he was like, fuck you. Oh my God, so like, so I, I can't work out the, the, the percentage of that, but $20 to $5 is, how, what is that, what? 25%? 25%? Wow, okay. Sure, isn't isn't the standard? Well, I've never been to America, but I thought the standard tipping was twenty percent. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, wind your neck in. It's around twenty to thirty percent. Um, there I've been to America and I've been recently in April, and they, you know, like if you're in a restaurant, it's like the iPad, and then there's like add your tip at the bottom, so it can range from fifteen to thirty percent actually. So you are. You can have the option to tip lower than that if you want, but you're you're judged on doing so if you go for the lower option. But um, it brings around the question, the tipping thing in America is ridiculous. Pay your staff a fair fucking wage and we don't have to worry about it. I get nervous in America. I was nervous in America. Like, what do we tip? Like, I can't work that out. Thankfully, most places put it at the bottom of the bill, but then you're like, do I pay the full amount? Do I not? Because... Sometimes if the service is shit, they still expect a tip. Where in our culture, you don't do that. If the service is shit, you don't tip. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get like tipping culture like at all. Yeah. It's because like we don't do it. I just don't get it. And I don't. I don't think Americans take into consideration foreign tourists because we're not used to that. But um. The thing is, is that we don't have to be used to it because as much as people will complain about wages and stuff in this country, like everyone has a livable wage. Like the, yeah. these these people that work in hospitality in America on what, two, three dollars an hour? Like how is that justifiable by any employer? I don't understand. And then 
you just blame the customer for not tipping. I'm like, maybe pay your staff better and there wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen on TikTok Americans that work in hospitality, they um, have put up how, mu- how much money they make in a week of their tips. And there was this one girl and her tips was $1,500 for the week, which is a fucking shit of money. But, and she was only doing six or a shift, which is even less than what we do here. So it, I don't understand. I really don't get it. But because even if they got like a normal wage, they're still, they're, they would make less money. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If they weren't yeah. getting tips, I don't know. We were in America, uh, in New York, in April, and um, we went to this rooftop bar, and I had bought a bottle of like Fiji water, quite fucking shishi expensive water, and it was like a liter, and it was sealed. I hadn't even opened it, and the the bodyguard security was like checking everyone's bags before you went up to this rooftop bar, and they made me throw out that water. He said, you can sit there, you can stand there and drink it, or you can throw it in the bin. I was like, I'm hardly going to drink a litre of water, like in 30 flipping seconds. So I had to throw, I had to throw it in the bin. Um, and my justification to earn my money back from that wastage of the water was to get the first round of drinks and not give a tip, which I think is fair enough. Um, so me and Nick went up to the bar and we, we ordered our two drinks and on the ipad thing they just push it to you and it's like select your tip when you're like doing your card we didn't do anything on the thing he noticed that and he pushed the tip jar with glass tip jar on the bar forward to both of us like breathing and then we just walked away and he goes no tip and i was like yeah no tip i know that's really petty of me to do that but i was like i in my head i needed to justify and get my money back from my water but i couldn't just believe like the brazenness of like yeah. No tip. I'm not being funny. You you poured like it wasn't even a drink he had to make. It was he got it was like a slush cocktail slushy. He got a cup, pressed a button, came out of the machine, give it to us. Like, why does that deserve a tip? Yeah, it's the entitlement of it all. It really yeah. the it breeds such like like entitlement and negativity between like server and customer, like just i don't i really don't understand this whole culture it really just baffles me but at the, even like in that example she was justifiable and given a 25 percent tip and that still wasn't good enough for him like what mm-hmm. did he expect i mean you're hardly going to pay 20 dollars mm-hmm. for a pizza and then 20 dollars for it to be delivered yeah honestly. but like that's the thing though so like it's the expectation that you like have to tip but then that guy's like oh nice house for a five dollar tip but like one of them literally could have been made redundant. They could be struggling to pay the mortgage. They might have like saved for a month to buy this one pizza and treat themselves. Like you just yeah. don't know. Like and then he's like, "Oh, five dollar tip, what a dick!" And then, but like you just don't know like what's going on. So like no, you that expectation, like that you have to give above and beyond what you're actually paying. Oh, hundred percent ridiculous. 100%. I mean, if you're I not a... sorry, Kev. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you're not happy with the money you're making, maybe change jobs rather than blaming everybody else for not tipping you when you've just pushed a drink across the bar or brought a pizza to a door. Yeah, it would really, really put me off going back to America. Like I've been twice, but both times there I've been in situations where like the first time we're in an airport and Nick ordered a cocktail and she just couldn't have been any ruder and we didn't tip her and 
the face she gave her. Like, so I, it would really put me off going to America. I, I do like America for the holidays and it's amazing country, like in terms of tourism, not <laughs> their government and stuff. But it would really put me going back off just for the tipping culture. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, The next story I have, which is quite a fun little thing, is have you seen the advertising in London for the Maybelline eyelash or what is it? What you oh, it? the mascara. Maybelline. I have seen uh, this. This it. is so cool. Yes. It is fucking iconic. So they have put on the London Underground and on London buses like a massive eyelash on the front of it. And when the, the Underground like train comes in and the bus goes past it on a street, it brushes the eyelash because there's like a um, mascara wand coming out of the building or the subway underground thing and it's iconic it's so good whoever came up with that idea deserves to get fucking millions that is an iconic it is so cool to be fair so it's like it would make me want to buy a mascara and i don't even wear it there you go you're a marketer's dream (laughs) i'm a marketer's wet fucking dream honestly love it love it love it um Okay, so I think that's all the kind of light stuff I had, even though Britney wasn't light, or the tipping thing wasn't light, but two biggest things that have happened in the news this week are to do with national broadcasters. And we've got RTE in Ireland, which is Radio Television, which means Radio and Television Ireland, mm. and BBC, which is the British Broadcasting Corporation. And um, for all our global people listening because we know you're listening in France, Poland, Greece and Belgium. (laughs) So those are the national broadcasters of Ireland and the UK and we're going to start with RTE and the whole scandal. Have you heard about it? Have you been following it? Are you engrossed like I am? I've heard of it but like I literally don't have a clue like what's actually going on. Do you know anything, Sarah? I have vague knowledge, not in depth. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go into too much in detail. But, you know, Ryan Tuberty, he hosted the Late Late Show. I think he did it for like 12 to 14 years. Um, and he was paid a massive salary, one of the biggest salaries in RTE. And over the last six years, he was given an extra 345,000 euros on top of his salary that actually wasn't, um, what's the word? It wasn't like, what's the word, announced, so the word wasn't. Oh, so it was kind of like nearly like it was tax it was evasion type. Yeah. Oh it wasn't dear. Announced or anything to, to the broadcaster that he was getting this money or something along those lines. Um, but it was found out during a 2022 audit that a lot of RT's financial things were corrupt. And I think the reason why, especially down south, is going ballistic over this is because they have to pay a TV licensing. But on top of that, they also, RT also advertise. So like, like the BBC, for those who pay a TV license, um, you don't have adverts on the BBC for that reason. RT have a TV license and they also have adverts so it's like what are they paying for really they're paying for all these people's wages um so Ryan Tuberty the Elliot show host stepped down a few months ago was it May or June and the scandal is people think that he stepped down because he knew this was coming out and he wanted to avoid it at all costs apparently he's had to make an agreement to pay this money back don't know how much is it all is it a little 
and there's talk that he is moving to London to get away from all the scandal. Um, not just him though. Apparently, the directors and everything in RT are corrupt. They have spent, or have siphoned was the word, 1.25 million euros in funds to three barter accounts. Can I mail what is a barter account? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would know. <laughs> Honestly, I've never heard of it. Oh, well. Something Whatever illegal by the sound of things. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's like a Cayman Island kind oh. of something. So um, they used that 1.25 million euros um, of like taxpayers' money, essentially, for hospitality and sporting junkets for senior staff, their spouses and clients. So a presenter was gifted a car. He said it was for travel expenses. Okay. Most people just get travel expenses for trains and fucking taxis or whatever, but he gets a whole fucking car and also then expenses back the fuel, which is the whatever. Crazy. Um, they spent thousands on Harry Styles tickets. <laughs> and other concerts and sporting events. Isn't that mad? And now it's all kicking off. The director, I think, resigned or was fired. Today on the news, I think the new director has stepped in and he's like, I can't even say that there's nothing more to come because I'm sure there is. Oh, dear. Which just shows the corruption. But it's like everything. The higher up you are, the more corrupt you are. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Um, and then the last news story I have is the BBC presenter. Now, I found out from Twitter, I believe, who this person is. The person hasn't been named for legal reasons, and I'm not going to name them either because I don't fancy a £20,000 defamation uh, case fair. landing on my doorstep. Um, but this person was allegedly paying for underage, sexually explicit photographs. Um, I don't know the age of the, of the person, but um, they paid the parents of this underage person, 35,000 for these pictures and for hush hush money. Now, don't take, don't take what I'm saying for a fact, but this is what I've just heard over the news and Twitter and things like that. And he had, sorry, they, <laughs> well, actually I can say he, because on the news this evening, it said it's a man. So it's a man. Well, that's all right. Um, there is a picture of this, particular person going around on the internet especially twitter and where he is standing with his trousers down showing off his ass so if you want to find out who that is go and look because it's what is going on in today's world we have the philip schofield thing now we have this i was literally just about to say did philip schofield like engineer this to take the heat off himself <laughs> this is very like small time frame in between these two. So exactly. I reckon Phillips like pulling the strings in the background, doing a wee bit of sleuthing here, like to to get this out. What I would like to know is what parent <laughs> is like accepting like like any amount of money for that. You're just like, are you should you really have children? Like really, I know some. You know, times are times are tough for some people, but Jesus, like this is this is going to like 
Jeffrey Epstein and his island and all that there. Like, what? Well, um, territory here, like, for sure. Mad. This is um, madness. Unless I'm getting mixed up, but I think that's what I, what I heard and read. But the hypocritical thing is that the parents also then lodged a complaint to the BBC. And this is how this is under investigation and this is how it's all been found out. But, like, so, yeah. you're trying to take the heat off yourself then. Like, if you're accepting money from someone who wants explicit images of your child, like, someone mm-hmm. who is underage, like, I don't, give a, I don't give a shit what your reasons are. You're, like, you're a bad person and you should not wonder, procreate. At the timeline, I'm wondering, though, because, like, if it had already happened and, like, this person already had the photos and this was, like, hush-hush money, like... Mm-hmm. They've kind of had their cake and ate it too because they've got the money and then now they've outed them. Whereas, like, if it happened, like, for if it was money for the photos, that's a different story. But I don't know, mm-hmm. like, if it had have been, it had happened already, it was already mm-hmm. done, and this was just like compensation, air quotes. Yeah. You know, they've oh. kind of they, they've had their cake and ate it too by like getting the money and outing the person by doing the complaint. Yeah. But yeah, it's a weird one. So BBC, what we're saying is we need your comment. But that actually brings me on to something. Did you see that the BBC News asked the BBC for comment and the BBC declined BBC News? What the fuck? The BBC said no to the BBC. It's like that Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Like, I know. They're all like, we all say no. (laughs) So if the BBC aren't going to, you know, comment to the BBC News, when is the story going to come out? I think it will come out eventually, but it's... We'll be waiting, honestly. But yeah, Philip Schofield orchestrated this. <laughs> sure. Like, nobody can tell me otherwise. So that's everything I have for the news. Um, yeah, quite a lot happened this week. So we'll keep an eye out on the RT and BBC and everything like that. We're going to move on to a segment now. What? Ragging the absolute shit out of us this week. So girls, do you want to start? I have a couple things actually. Yeah. So first off, I hate getting older, guys. This is the problem. I was out on Friday night. Now that's three days ago. That is three days ago and I am still exhausted. 28 is not old. 20, well, it's old, but it's not like really old. We should still be able to do things, go out and be fine the next day. I just, three, three days. And I wasn't even drinking. What? Oh, you weren't drinking? No, I I had what? (laughs) One, two gins? Two gins? What has happened to me? This is terrible. It's awful. So I'm really not, I'm really not vibing with the whole aging process. It's not fun. Now, I have a question. Mm -hmm. On Friday, did you go home to your own bed? Or were you in someone else's? I was not in my own bed. No. That might explain the tiredness there. That's a very valid point, but I still feel like No way, you know you're right. That's probably <laughs> Oh my god, that's here it is. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what time did you go to bed at, fuck's sake? But um, I don't know now. I think late. Fair. 
So technically, you've missed a night of sleep. I mean, yeah, actually. <laughs> I feel exposed, but yeah. That's what we do in this podcast, we expose. Indeed. Here for it, it's fine. We're all friends here. We are. This is it. So with everyone listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Melissa, what is annoying the shit out of you this week? Well, we're only on Monday, but between this week and last week, what's dragging the shit out of me is people that just cannot follow a simple instruction. Mm-hmm. So not even going to get into it, but yeah, just like cannot deal with generations who just can't follow a simple instruction. Everything has to be 20 million questions or like just can't literally follow a sentence. So yeah, love that for me. Yeah. Fun, fun. Times are bad, times are bad. I wish I had your problem, Sarah, to be honest. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, are, problem, but... there are clearly worse problems to have than mine. This is it. Fucking <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> um, I actually don't have that much, surprisingly. Like, I've had a very van kind of week. Oh my which gosh. Is... Not like it. Except for technology. Again, technology is not agreeing with the podcast or this recorded. It is still fucking irritating. Get it together. <laughs> but I only have two things, um, and they're they're very like um, like basic. They're not like I'm going to get too angry. So I flew to Ireland this week or last week on Wednesday, and it just occurred to me: why are airports always so fucking roasting? And never any aircon. I don't care what the weather outside is like. Airports are constantly roasting. You end up going on a flight and you're flucking, flucking, you're fucking sweating constantly. I think it's to make you buy drinks in the bar. See, I've never thought about that actually. That's a very good point. Maybe it's like a, that's a tactic to get you in the yeah. bar. Here's me literally going to the fucking perfume section of Chanel and spraying loads of shit on me because I'm like, I'm going to fucking stink in a second because it is just so fucking warm. And planes are always so warm. Why are they always so warm? Yeah. And then they don't even sometimes do drink service. So why are you making it so fucking warm? Oh, pisses me off. And the next thing I have is, so obviously I'm home with Granny for a while while she needs sunning herself, the bitch. Um, <laughs> Gorgeous. She'll be listening to this by the pool tomorrow. Oh, lucky. Hope you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> so I'm home with Granny and Granny watches um, the classic soaps like Emmerdale and Coronation Street and they're on ATV3 in the afternoon. And I have never seen a TV channel, and I hope they're listening, who will target vulnerable elderly people based on their advertisements in between programmes. Like I'm talking pension like plans i'm talking like life insurance have you bought your coffin yet please sponsor my donkey please sponsor this african child like it is ad after ad after ad you're not seeing any gillette the best a man can get you're not seeing any of those type of ads you are seeing these ads where it's like please feel sorry for me and i would say that generation are very vulnerable and they're very like oh we'll sponsor they're very like pulling the heartstrings. How does that TV channel get away with that? How is that legal? And why does no other TV channel do? Because I do not see those ads in any other channel. It is weird. 
Yeah, the daytime TV ads are a bit weird though. Like, do you not think as well? Like, I think it's all that like doom and gloom and pensions and all. Like, it's all the daytime stuff for like obviously like most likely older people you're going to be watching it because they're at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very doom and gloom. Like, it's a bit depressing. I mean, if I see another ad for a fucking stainless steel lift and a Gene Plan diet, I'm going to scream. Fair. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I'd love to actually speak to someone on ITV if you're listening. Um, why do you do? And why are you allowed to do it? More, more is a pity, to be honest. But yeah. So they're, they're very light things that I'm annoyed about. It doesn't really affect me, but I don't want to see, like, elderly people be ripped off, essentially. Yeah. Like, sponsoring donkeys and shit. Like, how do we know that donkey's fucking looked after do you know what i mean exactly so true <laughs> okay so i put out a question box of what was annoying people and people wrote in and they seem to be really annoyed this week which is fab for us love that <laughs> love to see it so the first person wrote in and said the unpredictable fucking weather yep. uh, agreed. Yep. they are saying it goes from sunny to raining to thunder back to sunny to thunder it needs to fuck off. It's July. I keep putting my washing out only for to start raining 10 minutes later. So fucking true. No, agreed. I hate this weather where like it's too warm to wear a jacket, but then if it's going to start raining, you're like, I need to protect my hair. It's too windy for an umbrella. Like not about it at all. Not for me. No, nor me. Like I am in agreement. It's, and then if you don't take a coat, you'll get fucking soaked. Because you're roasting, like I went on a walk yesterday, and yesterday's weather was like so fucking bipolar. It was like sunny one minute, then it was lashing down the next, then it was back to sunny, then it was raining again. So I went on a walk, I didn't bring a coat, and I got fucking soaked. Because when I went out for a walk, it was sun shining, there was no clouds, you would not think it was going to rain, and then all of a sudden it started to rain. So I agree wholeheartedly with that person. The next person writes in and says, what's annoying me this week is Netflix and Amazon Amazon Prime. Why do you not translate other languages every time? I'll be watching a show, subtitles say speaks in Russian. I'm like, very good. I can tell that's Russian, but I don't speak it. So fucking translate it, please. <laughs> very good point. <laughs> well. I have, I actually agree with that. I have been watching some shows and they don't translate. It just says speaks Russian. Can you not afford for a translator? Why have you put that in the script if you're not going to let? Like, that is, I'm guessing it's not a vital part of the story if they don't let us understand it. But you still want to know what's going on. You want to figure that out for yourself though. Like you don't want to be just waiting to see if it's uh, important or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. I mean, if it's not important to the story, why have it there? Exactly, exactly. Show up your game, Netflix, please. Up your game on Amazon Prime as well, don't forget that. Oh, yes. Indeed, apologies, Prime. You're cheaper, so you're my favourite. Sponsor us. <laughs> um, the next person says um, how fucking expensive everything is. Uh, three pounds for kitchen roll, are you for fucking real? For kitchen roll, oh my god. Yeah. Jesus, no. I know, like, put something that goes in the bin, like literally after you wipe it. Not good. <laughs> like I live by myself, and I'm sort of like when I do groceries, it's like, how is this only for one person? Like, 
how do people who like yeah. children and all function like having to feed all these other people i'm like just have to feed myself not fucking hard enough mm-hmm. i know oh i don't know it's just but i've seen this video nick sent it to me and it was like aldi is seriously going up in price and i'll me and nick do a weekly shop on aldi and then there's an mns next door which i'm not even joking mns and some of the things are cheaper than aldi which is mind-blowing to me Crazy. because you automatically think of mns and you're like oh bougie i'm a bougie bitch to shop in mns blah 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 but it's cheaper like brand flakes than mns is 75p you would not think that no way like you just assume that it's going to be really dear i know it's, it's absolutely crazy so aldi is getting so dear i think they were pointing out like you know those little knockoff like snicker bars and things that multi-pack they used to be 65p now they're 1.10 that's and they crazy. did that overnight so it's like it's fucking mental things are going up in price and wages aren't going up to match that and everything is just kind of why what's the point of life honestly this is what the podcast is for we love to complain us complain never 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 heard of it and the last person and i think you'll know who this is from when i say this um what's annoying them this week is crusty heels hanging over the end of 90p flip flops in public what is it specifically on a bus by any chance <laughs> the person hasn't said about a bus but if you're listening that means we know who you are <laughs> we see you we know who you are <laughs> But I agree. Disgusting. I mean, use some, what's that, shoals? Is it shoals? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, just moisturizer. A just cream or a pet egg, you know, those little things that or used to be a thing to like. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, a, I, I don't like socks and sandals, but like in that instance, wear socks. Just, no yeah, way. put trainers on, cover it up. Nobody <laughs> wants to see it. <laughs> okay, so that. We're going to move on to our like, weekly topical conversation which this week is all about situationships okay so the definition i had to look this up because there is a million bloody definitions for a situationship the definition that i have is a situationship is an uncommitted undefined romantic relationship between two people meaning that those in this type of relationship have not established what they are to each other while it may share share some similarities with a friends with benefits relationship the two terms do not mean the same thing okay so have you had either of you any experience with situationships i mean i think you're talking to the gold standard (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't want to say I mean, we're on this episode for a reason, Kev, aren't we? Yeah, I invited you, both of you, on this episode for that reason. Um, But I didn't want to say that, but I'm glad you have that. So do either of you want to elaborate on it? Like, so what are, what do you think are the pros and the cons of a situationship? Do you think, um... There's always a person more invested. Have you ever been that person? Uh, would you recommend it? Is it more work and hassle than a relationship, etc.? Is it harmful or healthy? So that's a lot of questions, but mm. it's just a broad kind of thing. Of, yeah, I think, like, right, chilly. I'll start. So like, I've been on both sides of it, to be honest. So I've been on the side of, I've been more invested. And then I've also been on the side of the other person's clearly more invested than me. But I do okay. think there's always, the scales always tip 
one way like i don't think it's ever like equal like each person cares and doesn't care the same amount do you know what i mean i always think there's one person who's more into it than the other and then it's always like that person ends up getting hurt so it's just it's whatever side you're on i think at the time yeah and what about you sarah yeah so usually in my experience it's i start off being the one less invested Mm-hmm. and less caring and then somehow the scales always tip and you're like mm-hmm. how did i get here yeah how did i get here like i t- don't get me wrong i think sometimes for you know people that have a fear of commitment you know not me but other people mm-hmm. <laughs> situationships might be the way to go but at the same time i think there are situationships that are are everything like a relationship except in the name but it's it's the annoying thing though because neither person sometimes wants to bring up oh what are we what are we doing like Mm -hmm. what are we to each other it's just there's always this like fear of defining things Mm-hmm. But then you let it go on for so long, and you're like, "Oh, okay, so this is just what we're doing now, and we can't change it." Yeah, I hear yeah. when people are like, "Oh, I just assumed that we were such and such." And I'm like, "No, no, we never assume. Like, unless you outright ask me to like be your girlfriend or something, like I don't you, know that I am. Yeah. Like, I'm not just gonna fucking assume and start telling people that for fear that you're like, oh my god, why is she telling people that? Like, what a second. Yeah, you just don't. well, they always say, "I'm oh, sorry." No, I was just going to say, you just, like, I wouldn't do it. I know other people would, but the thought of it just gives me a chill, like. Yeah, well, they always say, if when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. So you should never. Exactly. And um, how many people have been in a situationship where they thought, oh, this person is so invested in me, and you realise, actually, they don't give a flying fuck. So. Yeah, I think it's very rare to get something where like the two people just equally you know obviously it's not that you don't care about each other you know in a way but you know relationship wise it's so rare to get it where two people are just like oh do you know what it is what it is don't really care see them when i see them type of thing like it's so Mm. like strange to actually get that in real life like it's always tipped like even if it's just slightly it's always tipped like one way towards one of the people very much more, more into it and in in the instance where where you are the person that's more invested in the situationship, I'll say, um, how do you go about that realizing that you kind of maybe want more? Do you bring it up to the guy or do you just wait to see what he does and what's his reaction or to see how it's going? See the use so it's my <laughs> no so it's just that it's that like thing that's ingrained in society well maybe not so much anymore but for a long time and slightly still now there's this like pressure for a woman to wait for a man to say oh mm-hmm. i want such and such because the stereotype is that women are more emotional, men are wanting something more casual, oh, they don't do their the emotion, it's more about the physical stuff, yada, yada. 
and like it's it's always that like that pressure is not really the right word but it's like oh you can't say anything until they do uh-huh. but then again we're living in 2023 now and feminism should be like further on in the movement yeah. like we should be able to say these things but then there's always that little bit of fear like oh they don't mm-hmm. feel the same or you're worried about your ego and your pride being bruised like there's so many things i think that get in the way for people to just be like upfront about what they're yeah. feeling yeah i think with guys as well though like not to tarry is all the same brush here but like what i yeah, sorry is like if you don't bring it up like they'll just let it go on like it would go on forever like you would be in a retirement home and you would still be in this relationship (laughs) like if you didn't then you know if you didn't like spur it on to be either something more or like just end it you know they they would just let it go on forever because like they're getting what they want out of it so exactly yeah all the benefits without the commitment exactly See, my, my viewpoint is, and it's a very, like, generalisation, is that straight men are very much non-committal. But that's a very broad generalisation. I know that's not always the case. But it does take the women in a, a situation or a relationship to make the first move. And I don't know whether that's because men just are, are non-committal, like I've said, or is it because they're insecure and they don't want to be rejected because of this whole, which we'll do podcast episodes on because I love talking about like fragile masculinity and toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Do you think they are the bravado in front of their mates? They'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, like, you know, I can have her anytime I want, but I can still go out and bang other chicks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole bravado yeah. around it. Like, it's something, something that I have like witnessed in conversations between you know perhaps a situationship and their male friends and it's like the way that they speak about women and uh, I'll give an example so there were there was a situation a few weeks ago that I was um, privy to a conversation about a boy who had scheduled two dates in one day two hours apart in the same place oh my god (laughs) that is asking for trouble like (laughs) brazen so brazen and so dumb and now in fairness to this person realized that it was dumb felt Mm -hmm. real bad about it after i was like what are you at you know catch yourself Mm -hmm. on but like it's the it's the it's the friends that like they just egg the boys on and you're like, oh yeah, whichever one that you want to sleep with, like bring her home, like see her second. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like how does anyone ever find anything other than a friggin' casual encounter when everyone is always looking for the next thing even though when mm-hmm. they have something great and shouldn't be looking elsewhere i just i guess it's like it's very frustrating isn't it yeah, yeah. i can imagine for a straight woman in a dating world it is extremely hard to find a partner mm. 
I, I can and with that in the gay world too, I suppose. But um I have I just have this viewpoint that men give off this bravado in front of their mates, but they're not really like that behind closed doors. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Going back to the situation that um I was referring to, there one of the boys involved in that conversation, i.e. not the one going on the date, then came back because maybe I had a little bit of an attitude about it. And maybe <laughs> maybe this particular boy going on like that um was not the nicest thing for myself to hear for reasons. Um uh-huh. but he came back to be like, oh, it was just, you know, in the moment and it was lad chat and it's not something that they actually support. And I'm like, well, if you don't support it, why do you say it? Mm-hmm. This, it's, it's to look big in front of their mates, that's what it is. This is the thing that I think, and I try not to tar all straight men with the same brush, but I think we love you. <laughs> love you. I can't get enough of you. This is why we're in situationship after situationship, you guys. Obviously, loving men is not the problem. But I think it would be really, really beneficial for men to be like, this is disrespectful. Catch yourself on. Like, don't yeah. why why do we need to be like, oh yeah, that's great. Two dates in one day. That's so cool. Like Mm-hmm. Who who thinks that, like, if you're a grown-up, if you're an adult, that's not cool. That should, yeah. That's embarrassing. That's something that people should be embarrassed of, I think. I think men Very would really, like, would benefit from, from being, like, if you're friends and if you care about your friends, you should call them out on their shitty behaviour. Mm-hmm. And that sure. shitty behavior. I don't care what anybody says. That shitty behavior. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. So, do you think it's more hassle and more work in a situationship, or do you think that it's easier than a relationship? I would say a relationship's probably easier because you kind of know like what the crack is, whereas like with situationships, you're either. If you're on the side that's more invested, you're like, oh, do they like me? Blah, blah, blah. And then if you're on the other side where you're kind of not that interested, you're like, how long can I keep this going for without them mm-hmm. actually asking me what this is? Or like, you know, how long can I bat this off for? So like either way, like that's just hassle. Whereas like if you're in a relationship, like you clearly like each other. If you're in a relationship, like it just makes it easier because you're kind of like you're not having to think like, oh, do they like me? Like what? Where's their head at? That kind of thing. Whereas... Mm-hmm you know with a situationship as well like maybe you thought you didn't like them that much and then maybe they've got with someone else and then you know it stirs up all these feelings whereas like if you're in a relationship you clearly like them enough to be you know just with them yeah i think i think the problem with situationships is that a lot of the time boundaries go unestablished what you're comfortable with goes unestablished and a lot of people feel like oh they're not my partner, so I can't tell them that this annoys me. Mm-hmm. It's 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 one of those things. But as I said earlier, like situationships are relationships and everything but the name in some cases. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's very difficult. I find relationships obviously have their struggles, but mm-hmm. you know, 
you know where you stand with the person probably about 95 to 99 percent of the time whereas everything is constantly up in the air when there's no label or no commitment and it's fucking tough guys it's really really shit because things could be going so well and then one wee comment would be made or one thing would happen and you're like oh shit like this is not what i thought we were doing yeah so complex i think very (laughs) but i feel like i feel like we've helped people who are in the situation if they they are in a situation i feel like we've We've given a lot of viewpoints there mm. and hopefully if you're listening and you don't know whether you want a relationship or situationship this advice has helped um so i put a question box out for this and tell us your experiences about situationships and things and i got some people writing in so one example is the person says they have been in loads of situationship um and they can say that they are fun at the start they're carefree they're non-committal but the person always gets attached and ends up hurt. Agreed, literally. Mm. The scale always tips one way and then that person yeah. always ends up getting hurt. And another person says they don't have time or the energy for a full relationship. So situationships work best for them. They can have all the benefits, but none of the relationship aggro. Mm. I mean... That is fair, but then I feel like they're the person that's not attached. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they're just not so. ours. They're just in and out. Um, oh. Don't see later by. Um, type thing. <laughs> so, like, imagine it was the same like, people that were like in the situation ship that were in. <laughs> imagine. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I can neither confirm nor deny that because it's anonymous. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay, a little example from me personally. I don't think I wouldn't classify that me and Nick started off as a situationship. It was, and I wouldn't really say like fuck buddy either. Mm. Maybe it was, but when me and Nick started seeing each other, he kept pushing the idea forward that he wasn't interested in anything serious. Um, and it, I guess that I mean you could lightly say it was a situationship. I was over in Liverpool and placement. I was only going to be there for a year, so in my head as well, I didn't think it would be serious. And then, like, a few months in, we realised we liked each other and then we were in a relationship. So I wouldn't, don't know if you would classify that as a situationship. What do you think? It's funny that Nick was like, oh, I don't want anything serious. It's like, joke's on you, pal, we're married now. Yeah. (laughs) Joke's on you. And it was him. So it was funny for him. He was the one that said, I don't want nothing serious, but then he was the one that's like, let's get into a relationship. So, ebbs and flows, doesn't ebbs and flows. Yeah. Okay, the last bit of our podcast, and we're like on 58 minutes, which is great because I'm trying to cut down these as short as possible because an hour and 20 for me is a very long podcast. Like, I struggle listening to podcasts longer than hours, to be honest. But the last section we have is I put out a question box for our weekly segment of do you need any advice? Because we are the people to give you an honest, truthful, real answer. And I have some questions that we can give advice to. So somebody has wrote in. I'm more prepared this week, Sarah. I have them on my phone. I love that. Fabulous. (laughs) Improving. (laughs) So the first person says... Uh, what would be your advice 
on how do I stop getting takeaways all the time? It's all I've ever known. Thanks, Hums. <laughs> See, now this is this is a difficult one because it's so easy to fall into the trap of ordering takeaways. You know, you've worked all day, you're exhausted. The last thing you want to do is come home and make a meal. The last thing you want to do. Like, I mean, it's... I think maybe something to try because it's something that I've tried in the past myself is like sitting down and making like a meal plan and it doesn't necessarily have to be oh diets meal plan healthy like no like foods that you love foods that are maybe easier to cook quicker to cook um, or even get yourself like ready meals, like a fake away that you can just like throw in the mm-hmm. microwave rather than ordering takeaway all the time. And maybe like that will at least save money. And once you're in the way of that, you can start looking about if you want to start eating healthier. Because I think once you break the cycle of constantly ordering takeaway, it's easier to then prepare yourself healthier foods or you know more nutritional foods rather than the fakeaways and the frozen meals it's just getting yourself out of the habit first it's a very good answer but i will say i am the type of person that will do the meal plan and i will go grocery shopping and then there's loads of food in the house but i'll still order a takeaway i have no answer to that (laughs) <laughs> we can't help you. You're past. You're past. No, I'm past. It's all about willpower. Well, see, I used to have a very good willpower, and I don't have willpower anymore. I think life's too short. So, in my opinion, it's sort of the takeaway. <laughs> but Sarah's advice is very good if you want to be healthy. Great agony, Sarah. You're great. Well, did you have any advice? No, like literally just what Sarah said. So ready meals. Iceland is your best friend. Like literally just buy the whole of Iceland. Um, just stuff you can stick in the oven. Because like if I'm working on stuff, you can't be asked cooking when you're done. Like just fuck in the oven, walk away for half an hour. Do you know what I mean? That's the best yeah. way to get out of the habit. And then like just baby steps, get out of the habit of mm-hmm. ordering takeaway and then add in more stuff later. Yeah, well, that's fab. And the last question we have for advice is, okay, and it's a shame Shanae is not here, but she can answer from Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, should I sleep with my boss for a £15,000 pay rise, which comes with no extra work? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Unless your boss is like some 80-year-old decrepit old man, like, just take one for the team. Like, just do it. Like... Now, see, if this if this boss is like um bribing you or like being like, Oh, you have to sleep with me and then you can get this pay raise. Like mm. if it's like that, if it's like a bribery sort of thing, that feels kind of icky to me. Mm, yeah, it is creepy actually now to think about it. But I just made money and I was like, Yep. I mean, like originally <laughs> I was like, Money, yes, hello. But like if it's sort of one of those things where oh sleep with me and you'll get this like it would be very easy to then get tangled up in a web of oh do this and then i'll give you more money like you don't want to be that's an icky situation or if you think that maybe this is something that you want to do and there's the chance you'll get the pay raise and if your boss Mm. is hot go for it but just be like very careful 
yeah, about like the RTE. Like, is this where our I mean, this will be on a on a legit company. Like, how how can you get away with doing this if it's proper and legit? So, yeah, RTE right now. I would really love to know the context behind this question. Yes, for the person who wrote in, can you provide us next week's more context? We'd like an update if they have slept or, or if you have slept with your boss. Oh, we'd really like. Just, just um, on the back of that, if you're going to sleep with them for the money, get a contract signed before you do anything. Yes, 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 literally. Um, get it right. We now. want to know if your boss is hot. Like, would you sleep with them? Like, if you met them in a night out or something. Or like, mm. you know, would you sleep with them anyway? Or are they disgusting and like you really have to hype yourself up to do it? Pictures are encouraged. Yes, that is pictures of your boss, if you don't mind. Um, we won't share. It'll just be between us. Um, or we could share it on Instagram. <laughs> would you sleep with this one for 15,000 pounds? <laughs> also, is it 15,000 pounds a year or like a one-off payment? I need to know these oh, things. No. We need details. See, what, see what's better, a 15,000 pay rise on top of your salary or just a 15,000 paying payout? That feels very prostituted, though, doesn't it? Mm, very way. pretty woman. Either way, we're, we're know, dipping into prostitute territory. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I don't really have a moral compass when it comes to that type of stuff. I just hear money and I'm like, oh, fuck you, no problem. I mean, times are tough, like. Yeah. Like I, it cost a living. So get your get your dough, get your money. Um, I would do it. I don't even care what they look like. You can always like, Just block it out. Close your eyes. <laughs> That's the thing. Though. Close you your eyes and think something. of Ireland. Like you know, even if they were like an old man or something, like you probably went with someone uglier in a night out. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Like picture that it's Ryan Reynolds, or if it's a woman who's a really sexy woman, like Blake Lively. I don't know. Pretend it's like somebody really nice looking and, mm-hmm. you know, just maybe like have an aphrodisiac, get drunk, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe like take them out to dinner or they take you out to dinner because they're, they're obviously richer, so get them to pay. Get them absolutely plastered and then just stay the night in the hotel or wherever you want to do the deed. Open a condom wrapper, throw it in the bin and make it look like you have slept with them and they'll, they'll think that they have. And then get your 15000 yeah evil mastermind i love it yep (laughs) don't fuck with me (laughs) (laughs) so any more advice for that question then no we need we just need the details we need Uh, i want more context yes oh honestly please write in and give us more context um do you girls have any questions that you would like us to answer or is everything okay in your life I think for now, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably not A-OK, but no question springs to mind right now. <laughs> Maybe <chair>. next week. <laughs> Maybe next week. Well, we have to keep them wanting more and then look at come back listening. Okay, well, that is us pretty much done then. Um, I would like to thank Sarah for coming on again. She is our... Um, what's that word? I am so, like... Recurring? Recurring? Recurring agony aunt. You're, like, our staple agony aunt. Love that. Fabulous. Uh, thank you, Mel, for coming on for the first time. Hopefully, this will not be the last. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'd like to ask everybody if you've listened this far, thank you for listening. Um, and thank you for all the reviews last week and the likes and the shares and the comments. It was really appreciated. Um, 
if you could all do the same again this week could you all like and share review the podcast give us five stars on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music etc etc it helps us grow we would like to earn a bit of dough from this because who wants to work anymore no one um and who just who doesn't want to get paid sitting here having chat and talking shit with your friends like honestly um always drink responsibly don't forget to take your milk thistle guys it has changed my life and it's actually somebody asked about this last week why are you talking about milk thistle milk thistle i found out in october last year it prevents hangovers and i have taken milk thistle since october and i have not been hungover since october not even once so give it a go and see now some people i have off given this advice to say that it hasn't worked for them but i don't care if this is the placebo effect i have not been hungover so long may i continue um so yeah don't forget to take your milk thistle um see you next week and we'll love you and leave you bye say bye girl bye. Bye.